Welcome to Heart, Soul, and Mind, the podcast from Centenary United Methodist Church. I'm Dr. Glenn Kinkin, Senior Minister here at Centenary. My hope is that this podcast will give you some good news for your journey today. A reading from the book of Joshua, chapters 5 and 6, beginning at verse 13. Now when Joshua was near Jericho, he looked up and saw a man in front of him with a drawn sword in his hand. Joshua went up to him and asked, Are you for us or for our enemies? Neither, he replied, but as commander of the army of the Lord, I have now come. Then Joshua fell face down to the ground in reverence and asked him, What message does my Lord have for his servant? The commander of the Lord's army replied, Take off your sandals, for the place where you are standing is holy. And Joshua did so. Now the gates of Jericho were securely barred because of the Israelites. No one went out and no one came in. Then the Lord said to Joshua, See, I have delivered Jericho into your hands, along with its king and its fighting men. March around the city once with all the armed men. Do this for six days. Have seven priests carry trumpets of ram's horns in front of the ark. On the seventh day, march around the city seven times, with the priests blowing the trumpets. When you hear them sound a long blast on the trumpets, have the whole army give a loud shout. Then the wall of the city will collapse, and the army will go up, everyone straight in. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Would you pray with me? Almighty and gracious God, as we gather in this place within the walls of this church to worship and to praise you, we humbly beseech you, speak to us. We ask, O Lord, that you would speak to our hearts and to our souls. Speak to them in such a way that our lives would be filled with your spirit and transformed so that we would leave this place not just as merely hearers of your word, but most importantly, as doers of your word. In your son's holy name we pray, amen. I was born in a walled city. My mom and dad were stationed in Berlin, Germany when dad was in the army and the Cold War was in full swing. You remember, remember back in 1961, the East German government decided to build a barrier between East and West Berlin, between West Berlin and the world. It started out first as barbed wire and eventually stakes and fences, and eventually by 1970, it was a hardened concrete barrier completely surrounding all of Berlin. Now, the East Germans told the story that they did this to keep the evil influences of the West out. But as we know, the reality was it was built to keep the East Germans and the East Berliners from migrating to the West. It was built 
to hold the East Germans in. So 30 years ago this November, I was a sophomore at Davidson College watching on TV along with the rest of the world as the wall was chipped away at person by person, hammer by hammer, until the wall tumbled down and freedom rang and all the world saw the joys that come when the walls come down. In our text today, Joshua and the Israelites, they are too faced with a walled city, Jericho. As they, were, as they were in the conquest of Cana, as they fulfilled the promise of God, they found themselves outside the gates of Jericho. The Jericho was important because it was a spring-fed oasis, almost equidistant between the Jordan River and Jerusalem, a wonderful outpost of renewal and refreshment right in the middle of an arid land. So Joshua is leading the Israelite army, and as he comes up to the gates, he hits the text as he encounters an armed man, and he asks the obvious question, friend or foe? Now, what I love about this, I love the answer. The answer doesn't really give us much at all. He says, I'm neither. That's not really an answer, because when you meet someone armed, they're either for you or they're against you, right? But instead, what does he hear? He says, I am neither friend or foe. I command the army of the Lord. And with that, Joshua realizes that he is in no normal space. He bows down before the commander of the army of the Lord and he says, what does my Lord have for me today? What does he say to me? And so the text says, the armed man tells him, take off your shoes for where you are standing is holy ground. As if to say to him, God is very present with us here, Joshua. God is leading us. Pay attention. Listen to what I'm about to say. Joshua is very intent. He says, what is it that the Lord wants for me? And that's when he learns the instructions on how to conquer Jericho, to march around the city for six days, and then on the seventh day to have the priests who lead the marching, who lead the Ark of the Covenant with horns, to have them blow their horn and for the army to shout, and the walls will come tumbling down, and God triumphs. So what does this story mean for you and for me? How does this apply to our life today? I mean, think about it. If we, if we started to extrapolate this out, and we think both in the literal and the metaphorical sense, there are walls all around us, aren't there? There are walls all around us every day. I mean, the nature of walls are to divide, to hold captive, to shun others, to separate us. So there are walls all around us, but we are called to be different than that. You know, we're called, we're not supposed to live behind walls. Instead, I think we are called to break the walls down in our society, to break the walls down that separate us. But if we understand that, then we also have to recognize that breaking down walls is dirty, messy, hard business. It's backbreaking work. But that's what we're called to do. So think about the walls that are all around us in life. Think about the walls that you encounter. I mean, maybe some of them are literal physical walls that are obvious in our lives. Maybe it's the wall around your house, whether it's a fence or really a wall. Or maybe you live in a gated community. 
Or maybe where you work, in order to get to your office, someone has to pass through security, be allowed to go back through the magical door into where you work. An obvious wall, right? But I think some of the walls that we face, more often than not, are less obvious. They are more metaphorical. They are the walls that have been built over time to divide us, to hold us back, to shut people out, to separate us. They're walls that maybe have been built stone by stone, block by block over time. Walls like the wall of poverty where people don't seem to have the economic mobility that others have. Maybe they're caused by food deserts where they live in large places in which there are not grocery stores and fresh food. And travel is difficult to places where there are grocery stores. Or maybe there are social programs that make it easier for people just to give up instead of trying to climb out of their present situation. Think of those kinds of walls. Or wage structures that cripple people so that economic mobility is not possible. And then there are the political walls, the walls that seem to have divided our country, Republican versus Democrat, where we talk about things like, and then they have to reach across the aisle, and the aisle has become a wall all in itself. I mean, do you remember back when was the last time that we had a true bipartisan effort in our government structures? No, nowadays, never shall the two meet, never shall one side work with the other. It's always us versus them. We have built walls. Or maybe they're the walls of the isms like racism, where there's a lack of understanding, where we have decided to divide society, where people that are not like us are different than us. For some reason, we have pushed them apart and we have separated ourselves. Or the divisive language that we use or how we hold on to past injustices or how we even celebrate them. And then there are the walls of our past experiences that have become like ramparts themselves where past hurts still are fresh in our mind and we won't forgive each other and we won't give each other grace and we won't let each other apologize where we nurture those relationships and we keep ourselves separated even from those that we love. What are the walls that you encounter? Think about your daily life. Think about your week. What are the walls that you encounter? Which of these walls have we built ourselves? How we have built block by block to hold us back, to protect us, or keep the world out. Which of these walls have we built, or which of these walls do we seem to find ourselves adding something to unintentionally? What were we thinking? What were we thinking when we built these walls? Did we think that we were going to protect ourselves? Did we think that this was what God wanted for us? See, I think that's not the case. I think God did not intend for us to live this way behind walls. I mean, if you think about creation, we were created male and female, and God said, and it was good. And we were created that way for community, for harmony, for relationships with each other and with the world. I mean, you think about that there is not a person, there's not a human being on the face of the earth that is not a child of God, right? If they are all, if we are all children of God, that means that we are all brothers and sisters. We are all part of God's family. We are not called to be separated from each other, divided from each other, pushed away from each other. Instead, we are called to be together. 
See, the walls that divide us are contrary to God's will, are contrary to God's desires for our lives. And I think that's the question that we have to face, right? We have to face this idea that the walls that we have built one by one, stone by stone, block by block, these are not the walls God wanted. These walls of injustice, they're counter to God's love for the world. They're counter to God's love for us, and they must come down. These walls are counter to God's love for us, and they must come down. That's what we're called to do. We're called to break these walls down. I mean, Joshua comes up to the crossroads. He meets the angel, and the angel says to him, take your shoes off, you're standing on holy ground, as if to say, pay attention. God will show you how to break these walls down. It's reminiscent of the whole conversation where God directs Moses, where Moses is there with a burning bush, and he says to him, take off your shoes, you're standing on holy ground. You see, when we stand on holy ground, whether we're like Moses or we're like Joshua, it's that moment where God comes near and God proclaims freedom for all the world. Where God says to us, we've got to tear the walls down. That holy ground moment. Have you experienced that? Have you experienced that holy ground moment in your life where maybe you've seen that one thing or you've heard that one story, you just sort of watch society, and there's something about it that your heart will not let go. Maybe it's an image that you've seen on the TV news of children sleeping on the floor, and you go, that's unacceptable. Or maybe you hear the cries of the suffering of the world echoing in your heart. Or maybe you watch what happens day in and day out, and you say, we are better than this. We are a better people than this. This is unacceptable to me. This is unacceptable to the world. And guess what? It's unacceptable to God. And see, in that moment, when you utter those words, God is moving in your heart. You are standing on holy ground. Whether you want to admit it or not, whether you want to know it, you're standing on holy ground and God is telling you, take off your shoes. Pay attention. Listen to what I am calling you to do. Listen to what I'm calling you, my child, to do. See, my brothers and sisters, I think, I think right here and right now, we're on a holy ground moment in our history. See, when we take a moment around and we look at the walls that divide us, and we begin to see them, and we see how they hold us captive, and they hold the world back and hold the world captive, when we see how they isolate each other and they isolate us, it's that holy ground moment where God says, take off your shoes. He says, take off your shoes, Centenary United Methodist Church. Take off your shoes. You're standing on holy ground. I want you to take on the walls of the world. I want you to tear them down. I want you to break them down so that we can release the captives. We can restore sight to the blind. You can heal the sick, comfort the lonely, seek out the sinner, feed the hungry, clothe the naked, Welcome the stranger. Forgive each other. Love one another as I have loved you. See, in this moment, I think God is calling us to tear those, world, those walls down to do just this for the world. But what we know about tearing down walls is this. They weren't built overnight, and tearing them down is a messy, dirty business. It is a messy, dirty business. 
And I think about it, I think of an episode that happened when I was in high school. I was working construction and we were doing a renovation of a basement. We we're going to turn in this massive man cave or something there about, I think back then we called them rec rooms. But anyway, you get the idea. We're doing this and there's these, there are these walls that needed to come down. And being the, the, being the muscle, imagine that, not the smart one, the muscle, just break down the wall. The boss says to me, I need you to take this wall out. Now I ask the important question, is it load bearing? No, it's not, you can take it out. I ask the next question, Ed Welch will tell you this is always an important question, what's behind it? Well, we're not really sure. So I had the sledgehammer and the jackhammer and I went at the wall. It was an old coal chute. Still had some coal, lots of soot in it. So in a course of about 20 minutes, there was nothing but black soot going everywhere. By the end of the day, from head to toe, I was the color of midnight. So much so that I had to hose myself off in the driveway before I was even acceptable to come in the garage. That bad. But what I learned from that is tearing down walls is a full contact sport. It's messy business. You get all into it. You have to chip away at it. You have to claw at it. You have to pound at it every day. Well, brothers and sisters, when we think about the walls in our world that have been built over time, for us to tear them down, we're not just going to be able to wave our hands and they go away. We're going to have to pound on them, chip away at them, we have to roll up our sleeves, put blood, sweat, and tears and commitment into it because that's what God demands when we want to tear down walls, that we are fully committed, that it's messy, dirty business to chip them away one stone at a time, block by block, just like they went up, they've got to come down the same way. But see, we're standing on holy ground, right? God calls us to it, and when God calls us to it, then how do we break these walls down? We break them down with our attitude, with a sense of commitment that we are going to be part of the solution, that we're going to break the walls down to bring about God's healing and wholeness to the world. We're going to do it with humility, not because we think we are mighty enough to do it, but because we feel that we are called by God and honored enough to do it. We're going to do it with intention. We're going to attack the walls head on. We're going to build relationships with those on the other side of the wall to get to know them. And in that moment in time, we might figure out that maybe, just maybe, we built the wrong wall. As we build those relationships, we begin to mourn our own part of that process of building the wall and celebrate the work that we're doing, tearing it down. Because what we find on the other side of the wall is someone just like you and me, a child of God. A child of God that has been loved by God to share that love with the world and that becomes our focus and our mission. As we stay focused on that, our hearts are focused on God and how we can take on the next wall and the wall after that and how we are making a difference in the world because we are leading with our heart because God has poured his spirit into us. You see, my brothers and sisters, when the wall came down in Jericho, the world was set free so that God can reign. When the wall came down in Berlin, the people were set free so that freedom would reign and the people would flourish. What about the walls around us? What about the walls in our lives, the walls that we encounter each and every day? Imagine how much more our world will flourish. 
Imagine how much more our brothers and sisters will flourish. Imagine how much more our own lives will flourish if we tear those walls down. Tear down the walls that divide us, that separate us, that have been built between us. How much more everything in life will flourish if we're committed to doing that. Because on this day, in this place, you and I are standing on holy ground. We are standing on holy ground, and if we will listen to God's direction and God's calling upon our lives, we will chip away at those walls till they too come tumbling down, and we realize the love and the freedom that God has for you and for me and for everyone in the world. And what a glorious day that will be when God's love reigns supreme and the walls are no more. Amen and amen. Thank you for listening to Heart, Soul, and Mind, the podcast from Centenary United Methodist Church. We hope that you'll consider joining us for worship on Wednesday evenings at 7 o'clock or Sunday mornings at 8.30, 9, or 11. Have a blessed day.